You sew some beast upon a scrap of silk, and suddenly you're all lions or dragons or eagles. I can take you to a real lion, my little friend. The prince keeps a pride in his menagerie. Would you like to share a cage with them? Welcome to the White Book Podcast, the original A Game of Thrones LCG podcast. Founded in 2010 as Two Champs and a Chump, we thought it best to rename and rebrand ourselves freshly just in time for the game to do the same with its second edition. Tune in each episode for your dose of strategy, discussion, jokes, and good old geek culture. A huge thank you goes out to George R.R. Martin, Fantasy Flight Games, Card Game DB, and you, our loyal and new listeners. Check us out at www.whitebookpodcast.com and contact us on Facebook and Twitter or email us at contact at whitebookpodcast.com. This CC licensed music is Townfish by Spinozar. Well, would you? I, yeah, that guy's who I want to share a cage with. With Illyrio? No. Hell yeah. Daryl Lloyd. <laughs> Good to be back, baby. Welcome to the triumphant return of Daryl Lloyd. Hey, right. Return. He's never been on the White Book. Also That's known true. as the White Book, episode 213. All right, let's do it. Yeah. Also joining me this week, of course, not introducing themselves, evidently, Aaron, Tommy, and, of course, me, Will. Thanks, no one cares Will. about us. Daryl's back. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Can't no one is going to talk about anything else this episode, except for whatever Daryl says. So. I don't think anybody really cares. It's fine. Somebody has already started trending hashtag Daryl Wood returns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Gearhalt lives. Gearhalt lives. <laughs> Uh, that's gonna be great. You should go on the forums and post your third post ever as Gearhalt right now. <laughs> yes, well, actually, I'm not even I'm not even under Gearhalt anymore. I'm just under as Daryl. I don't it's know. A, it's a much more recognizable name these days. Well, just nobody called me Gearhalt. Like everybody else, people call them by like their board names, and everyone just always called me Daryl. So it's like, <laughs> well, fuck it. I guess I'll just be Daryl. I did the I same get, thing. I don't get like a cool name. No, hell, people still call Greg Dobler. <laughs> yeah, calls Greg Dobler, but Greg. <laughs> that's that's actually true. He Greg does Dobler. talk about himself in the third person as Dobler sometimes. It's a little weird. When they reprint Knights of the Hollow Trail, it should be by Dobler. That would be amazing. Okay, well, let's get cracking. We've got a lot to get through, guys, uh, both listeners and co-hosts. For the listeners' sake, uh, I'm going to go ahead and lay it on you. We just got a great big corset dropped on us at Gen Con, um, so several of us have copies. Spoilers are all over the place. It's time 
for reviews. Unfortunately, uh, there was just no way in hell we were going to fit all of the core set into a single episode. So we've decided to go ahead and pair things up um, and see if we can tackle things that way and handle it in a reasonable length of time. Now, Always a challenge. <laughs> oh, boy, with us, challenge is putting it lightly. God, I hope not. I got to get up early in the morning, boys. Me too. Yep. Daddy's got to make a paper. Yep. Well, for anyone that's listened in the past to our chapter pack reviews, you'll know we have an A through F letter rating system. For anyone that's not familiar with that yet, or the American grading system in schools, there is no letter E. Don't ask me. I don't know why. I don't make the rules. But we do generally have um, kind of example cards to uh, to help illustrate uh, the kind of range of power level that we feel is uh, applicable for these different letters. And I'm going to be up front, and I'm going to say, that's going to be really hard to do right here at the debut of the core set. So we've tentatively put down two cards, uh, basically, per level. But who knows? That may be very likely to change as time goes on. So fair warning there, guys. It took us 40 seconds to come up with these, so they're probably not perfect. Almost certainly not. But I do like a couple of them. So in the A range, we have Tyrion and, say, an event, a nice removal event like Tears of Liss. Uh, those are going to be very impactful uh, in what they do, very efficient, uh, and always be strong candidates for decks that they can be run in. Then in the B range, we have Stannis and Arion. Still very strong effects, but they're really not um, accomplishing what they want to do on their own. They need some extra support. Stannis needs some, some more kneel or stand or something to really get uh, the best effect out of his ability, while Arion needs, uh, preferably comes into playabilities, but at the very least some more uh, other interesting characters to leverage. Then in the C range, we have our perfectly acceptable Plain Jane Vanillas, uh, especially as second edition goes on. I expect this slot to change possibly the most. Right now, we've got Courtesan of the Rose as our two-cost, two-strength Bicon, and Mr. Windermere, who trades one of those icons for some stealth. So, uh, the Chud, you got a round out of deck with. Then in the D range, we have the in-house reducing locations. Uh, they're kind of there. They're, some of them are going to get played for right now. We'll see where things go going forward, but they sure aren't sexy. And as well, Bear in the Maiden Fair for another example. It does something, but it's kind of card disadvantage, and uh, we're not really sold on it right now. And in the infamous F realm, we still have Without His Beard. Yes, that's right. It's that bad. We're still rating it from first edition. Man, can't wait till Will pulls all of his hair out whenever that bad boy gets reprinted. <laughs> and it's, It'll come. It's just a bomb. Yeah, it's, it, I, it'll come. I mean, Nate, he was smirking when he was talking about it, but I'm sure he wants it back more than anybody. That's so going to happen. It's going to definitely be a power level, though. Oh, yeah. He's going <laughs> to so that we can't keep racking on it. Yeah. All right. For what it's really worth, we don't we don't feel that there's anything truly F-worthy in the core set, which is... Probably a good sign. I think were we to, to review the first edition core set, we probably could find some. <laughs> so, 
this is this is good. So, I mean, there was a there was like a small thread going. I feel where people were talking about Lannisport money lender and just being like, this card just shit. But well, people know. are wrong, so that's okay. <laughs> Not as good as it was in first edition, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to uh, that this week. I'm close, baby. So we're gonna lead with Stark. Uh, we're gonna hit them uh, basically in card number order here. So the order you'll see them if you bust open a core set. Who wants the first one? I do. I do. Okay. So Arya Stark is a three gold, two strength character. Has just a power icon, stealth. While Arya Stark has a duplicate, she gains a military icon. After Arya Stark enters play, place the top card of your deck on her face down as a duplicate. I like her. I like yep, her. It's good. Yeah, I like her a lot too. I I think that that mechanic is just really fun too, just like the old uh, Jory. I think. Yep. Uh, so I think that's interesting. I hope that that is sort of a a theme that Stark kind of carries with them. I don't know. I like the. The duplicate thing. I mean, it sucks when your duplicate honor is your only copy of uh, 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 what was put to the sword. Yeah, so that really sucked. For me. But yeah, you know, shit happens. Yeah, and you I don't like that, get to kill characters in a Stark deck. Oh well. I like that there's a boost from having the duplicate on as well. I think that's a cool mechanic. I do. That's a neat way to encourage duplicates uh, in general if they were to carry that on. In Arya, it doesn't really encourage other duplicates the same way since she slaps one on her, but I think that's part of the appeal. Like, she's really efficient for what we generally see in second edition. Couple icons, stealth, built-in save for some card advantage. What's not to like? Yeah. Oh, and not loyal. Should also throw that in, which is potentially pretty big. These hoes ain't loyal. Mm-hmm. Alright, rating? You know, gosh. B? Yeah, I'm feeling B. She's not quite as impactful as some other cards, but she's super efficient. And I think we made the Bs kind of a high bar to reach with Stannis, so I'd yeah. say a B minus. Eh, yeah, I can fair. see that. That's fair. B minus is definitely fair. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I'll give her a B. Um, used her a few times. Every time, it's, I mean, it's been money. Stealth is really good out of the course set, I feel. So, for the cost that you pay and what you get, it's really good. And she's kind of repeatable, claim so not infinitely repeatable, but. She helps a little, yeah. And anything at your three in cost, lower, it's what you're using. Well, unless you're playing Greyjoy and then you can just use whatever iron board you want, right? <laughs> right, yeah. All right. Next up, uh, we got Bran Stark. It's a two-cost lord uh, with power icon, one strength, and text interrupt. When the effects of an opponent's event would initiate, sacrifice Bran Stark to cancel those effects. Um, it's okay. It's, I mean, it's mostly good for its interaction with Rob Stark, right? With Rob. Oh, with to Rob. stand your guys, yes. Yep. Sorry, my first thought was the interaction with Summer, but uh, yeah, with with Rob as well. Cancel an incoming, I don't know, Tears of Lists or something. Stand up your guys to defend or go back on the uh, the offensive. Seems decent. Stark is most vulnerable, I think, of anyone to Tears of Lists, so having Bran at least two times makes a lot of sense, since he's usually up in your discard pile, not your dead. Yeah, well, and he's yeah. really good protection against the Night's Watch events as well. True. 
Yeah. It's great that it, that the event doesn't have to target anything, which I was kind of used to with Stark, uh, cancel effects from first edition. Um, but the fact that he just gets to cancel any event or cancel the effects of any event that an opponent's playing, uh, amps it up to, uh, to another level from some of their first ed stuff. Any other yep. thoughts? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's fine, I guess. Uh, I don't really have a lot to say about Brand Stark. Right now, canceling events is money. Glad that they could pull it off in second edition because Jane Poole was around for like ever and nobody gave a damn. <laughs> <laughs> Just being honest. Very true. I'm gonna give her a C. Her? Give him, him. No, no, <laughs> you already said her. That's it. Set in stone. Brand Stark. Girl, retcon, boom. <laughs> there you go. Now I think I'm willing to give Bran. Hmm, I'm actually kind of leaning towards a B here. I think think this type of event cancels much stronger than something like uh, the Hand's Judgment, and you're you're forcing them not only out of out of the effects of that event, but also the money they spent on it. Uh, sure, he's telegraphed a little, but I still really like it. Right, that's it. You're just not going to play the event while he's out, usually, right? Yeah. Like, you'll yeah. until he claims Oak before he becomes that powerful to cancel like that. Yeah, that's why I almost think I'd rather have a hand's judgment. I mean, I guess it depends, but... I mean... Uh, I'm going to give him a C. Uh, I, I'd, I'd like to give him a D, but I'm sure somebody out there is like, oh, man, I'm crushing with it, Daryl, you don't... You know what? No, I'm giving him a D. Boring Stark. Kill shit. GG. Stop, stop canceling shit. I know. And it's bullshit. They don't kill anyone in the book. <laughs> I don't care. Okay? I do things the old way. Uh, and and you're great, Joy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can ask Staten. Staten? I don't know how to say his last name anymore. We've been no, friends no. for years. Ask him how that went. It went real well. Uh, that guy's a douche. He likes Chicago pizza. Just <laughs> All right. Let's send this to Caitlin Stark, I think, right? Yep. All right. So Caitlin is, of course, a four cost, of course, a four cost unique. Uh, she has an intrigue and a power icon with four strength. House Tully, Lady, and the seven trait. Uh, while Caitlin Stark is participating in a challenge, your opponents cannot trigger card abilities, and she is indeed loyal. And she indeed got a hair dye job. Looks really good. What? Am I? She's she supposed is, to have red like hair? She red hair. Is she supposed to have red hair? Yeah. No. Reddish, at least. Auburn, perhaps. Yeah, she's, she's always a been a redhead. It's kind of their family thing. Changers. Yep. Hey, whatever you guys say. So, I don't like her as much as everyone else seems to. Like, she's mostly just Tears of List insurance. I'm, so that you can defend the Intrigue Challenge? I mean, or that's a, make one and not have it canceled. I don't know what else, like, I don't know what other effects I care about on Intrigue, but I'm like, oh no, don't cancel that. Well, not yet, but she's definitely a card that scales as the game goes on. Absolutely. But for now, like, we're not reviewing some, you know what I mean? Like, it's right. impossible that's to a say good what's point. coming, so we should probably focus on what we have. Yeah, that's that's well, a really good I don't know. With some well, there's the power grab event, right? Yeah, but yeah. there is. Start, also, if she's attacking, your opponent can't trigger, say, Tyrion. Yeah, but they can trigger um, ambush. Right. Yep. 
even with the military icon, she's not stopping saves. I, yeah, I, I completely, I, I agree with you, Aaron. I mean, right now in a core set environment, it's not doing a whole lot. Uh, not but saves in the future. Are they not card abilities? They are not. They are game effects. Ah, no. uh, sorry. Yep. I yeah. forgot that. Yeah, switch. no more canceling dupes, baby. Well, I wasn't thinking about cancel. She just says not allowed. Can't be triggered. Not allowed to do. Yeah, but you can. So. But, uh, yeah. I mean, that is a really good effect. I think we can all attest from this previous experience trying not to, it, you know, I will say it is kind of hard not to look back on cards you've seen from 1.0 with similar yeah. abilities. And be like, man, that was so balls deep. It was so awesome. But, uh, you know. Yeah, I consistently argued for Brynn being a top 10 character in 1.0. I just think yeah. that the changes sort of ruin Cap. Yeah, he'll be really good in my decks, too, as uh, proxies for other cards. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know he's good. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Cat ratings? Bueller? I'll say C-plus right now, but I think she's going to scale up. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, I'm in agreement. C-plus with the I mean, this could potentially be awesome, and, you know, right now it's just kind of okay, but, like, that's a very, very strong ability. Agreed. All right. I think, Daryl, your last card. My turn? All right. Next up, we've got Eddard Stark. He is seven gold with a military and a power icon. He is five strength, a lord, small council. He is renowned. He has reaction after a challenge is initiated against you. Stand Eddard Stark, and he is not loyal, which is pretty cool. Best Eddard we've ever seen. Uh, I really like this Eddard. Uh, I like him a whole lot. There was a, uh, geez, going back to first edition, I mean, I really liked, uh, God, what were they called? Bringers of Law? Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought that those guys were awesome, so. Though, I mean, except for this, obviously he's way more playable than that card was, uh, in, in the previous iteration of the game, but, uh, I like this guy a ton. Uh, I would, I do kind of wish his cost was a little, little lower. Um, I feel like there's other guys around that same cost that, uh, that are probably a little better given circumstance, but the renown, uh, definitely helps bring him home, so. Renown and Stealth are like everything in the Corset environment, and that uh, yeah. Renown is huge. Yeah, he's a beast, and I think he's going to be a real strong card for, for Melee as well. Oh, yeah. Big yeah, deterrent. Definitely. I mean, he's got the two big holes, right? Like, Stealth is kind of everywhere, and uh, and lack of an Intrigue icon is a major thing since Tears of Bliss is everywhere. So, yeah. Like, those two are big holes, but one of them is fillable, and, wow, that sounds terrible. Um, huh. And the other <laughs> is just something you're kind of going to have to live with. Like, he's never going to get stealth, but if Stark gets enough other stealth, it should be less relevant. Well, he's also the kind of character you look at and you say, with attachments being so much more playable in 2.0, he's the kind of guy that you'd bother to tower up, you know? Put your little bird on him and put your hand of the king on and then he just becomes a tricon that's standing multiple times. And he's, that is a lot of, mode. a lot of money, that's, that's a lot of money to put into him. But yeah, if you could get that off, I mean, that well, could what, be really the cool. Little Bird is zero, right? One. Yeah, There's but one. that Hand of the King, 
Or Seal of the King, rather. Three. Two, three. Seal of the Hand is three, yeah. Three. I run Seal, Seal of the Hand. hand though. Seal of the Hand's a good card. It is a great card. It's just, I mean, you, Stark has a fair amount of stand anyway. His own self-stand, Rob's stand. Like, I can see towering him up just because he's gonna, you know, he, he's gonna yeah. claim a bunch of power fast. Yeah, he definitely can. It's easy to see Stark rushing. That's, we'll see as we get a couple more cards. Yep. Alright. Ratings? Yeah, my B. Yep. yep. I think he's B here, then Stannis is B. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Not, not really. I think I may need just a, a touch more on why he's, why he's B ear. Is that really what I, you just said? <laughs> yeah, he's B ear. I think Stannis is a little better. I think Stannis has a more impactful effect on the board state. And, uh, like Stannis hitting the board can just straight up win you a game, where I'm not sure that Eddard hitting the board can straight up win you a game in the same way. Well, if Stannis is opposite Eddard on the board, yes, I'd in rather have Eddard. <laughs> in a direct head to head, I agree. Yeah. Eddard just kind of laughs at Stannis' effect. Yeah. Well, but the rest of Stark doesn't, right? It's weird oh, that Rob Stark uh, counts. I mean, we Rob were just talking about Rob. Yeah. yeah. It's weird that they make Stark counter Barra, because it totally doesn't, right? Like in the books. Or maybe you use them together. Yeah. Well, there you that, go. You know, hey, hey. Point. <laughs> How Nedley. So, yeah, then maybe I'm giving Nedard like a uh, B minus. I don't know. I'm starting to question the, our Stannis at, at flat B. Uh, yeah, let's give Stannis a B plus and make so. Eddard our new B. <laughs> there we go. All favor. I mean, yes. here's the thing. You guys were talking about Stannis needing support. Eddard works on his own. Right? Yep, that's my I point. mean, they're both good cards. Uh, Stannis can be really powerful, uh, unless you don't have any Neil. And then, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It, de- it really depends on your board state. Like, Eddard by himself can still be very potent. True. Demands like, no matter what your situation is, right? I mean, I don't know. Cost. I would. I wish he was kind of at six, but I could absolutely see why he's he's at seven right now. So. Yeah. I think with a six, he'd be right there. That seven. That he's that seven cost slot. I think it would give him to be cost. be good. All right. Whatever. Around a B. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. All right. Raywind is five gold, four strength, just a military icon, desirable, unique, and loyal. Challenges action. Neil Greywin to choose a, and kill a character with strength one or lower. Strength two or lower if you control Rob Stark. Given that intimidate and no attachments are great, I will almost never use his ability. Like he is all about intimidate, no? Um, I like I mean, versatility. Me? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. versatility is great, right? Like, uh oh, my opponent doesn't have, you know, a strength one or strength two guy out. Now I've got this fat body. Yeah. I mean, it's de- it's definitely decent, and and it's definitely I hate to God, this has to be like the one episode you guys get me get me back on. It's just because there's there's so many things we can look at comparing it to the first edition of the game and uh, the I don't know the design space. I, I mean, you can see how they rethought uh, abilities and the way that cards function and the value of a card and things like that. So just going you know going back to first edition. Greywind was an attachment, didn't do anything. Now you get him as a character, and he still kills stuff. And now you can use him in a challenge. Like, that's just really awesome. I mean, and you can kill your own guys, right? Like, if you want to stand a bunch of stuff with Rob. Why not? Kill your, your brand. Head. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Live a little. You're, 
you're likely going to be winning some military challenges if you've got him out there with anybody else. And so you're going to be taking claim there and then combine that with his intimidate. You're, you're controlling their board state pretty handily. And I like the idea of intimidate on direwolves. Like, if a direwolf is growling at me, I'd be intimidated. I'd sit down. <laughs> that, that's pretty nedly, I think. Well, right? by, by that logic, all the dragons should have intimidate. Uh, they're baby dragons. <laughs> they're just so hatchlings. Terrified of a baby dragon. <laughs> eh, you're soft. They're cute. Alright, well, what, what kind of rating do we, uh, do we give him then? Honestly, five cost is still a lot, even for all that said, so C plus. Oh yeah, and and a monocon too. I'm I'm kind of leaning towards flat C for me. I'm at the C plus. If it if it didn't have the intimidate, I would probably be at a flat C. But with the ability and the intimidate, it's got to be a little higher for me. Uh, I mean, it kind of guess depends on your Stark deck. I mean, they've got some stuff that keys off of dire wolves and. He gets better with Rob, and like you could use him to kill Bran, which is always a plus. Uh, <laughs> Should have happened in the books. So I'm going to go ahead and give him a feed. <laughs> really nice. There you go. Yeah. Everybody who's like, oh man, my Bran's so good. Well, Stark on Stark, he's not doing a whole lot because he's dead. <laughs> Turn totally. to kibbles and bits, baby. Awesome. Oh man. All, All right. right. So that takes us to Rob Stark. He is a six-cost military and power icon with five strength. He is a lord with renown, and the reaction after a Stark character you control is sacrificed or killed. Stand each character you control limit once per round. Uh, also, loyal. Oh, correct. He, ha- he has to be. He's bonkers. I think yeah. he's, uh, he's the true, like, centerpiece of Stark. Right. Which is, I mean, that was kind of the way he was portrayed in the television show. I mean, I assume the books. I don't know. But <laughs> Part of the books. Wouldn't know. Well, it, but uh, that, I mean, that ability is awesome, right? Like, come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He doesn't just stand Star characters, too, so he'll stand your bannered stuff, your neutral stuff. Yeah. Well, that's, exactly. that's why uh, someone mentioned earlier about maybe using him with uh, Stannis. Stannis. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, sure. Pretty boss. Yeah. Oh, wait. Is Stannis loyal? Yeah. So let's not oh. Stannis then. Should have thought of that before the Kingslayer tournament. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, that, uh, that's the trick. That would have been the way to go. Right there. Yeah. Uh, I just think he controls challenge order and what challenges people face really well. Yeah, he he does. It, it really feels like some of the six-costers are bigger bigger beat sticks for some of the houses than than their sevens are. Right. Rob's and maybe the trade-off is the loyalty. What what do you call that? What are they? What are they? I guess I missed what they're calling it. It's not a keyword. What is it? It's I don't it's know. Loyalty. Just, yeah, just, just loyalty. loyalty. Just a deck yeah. building restriction. Yeah. All right then. There you go. Yep. Oh, he's not my fa- he's not my favorite start character, but I think he's probably the best. I agree. I mean, yeah, that is no a brand for sure. Yeah. Sure, your opponent can play around it some with the order they do challenges, but if you do have a sacrifice uh, outlet, then then Rob gets pretty pretty awesome. He's yeah. pretty much best case scenario for your tiers of lists. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, it's worth noting, by the way, so, the Great oh. Wind can eat your own guys, 
So if you just really need to stand that you're bored. Yeah. I totally said that like two parts ago. Oh. Yeah. And then you My can bad. eat your brand. Yep. yep. Had that whole conversation. Oh. I mean, that's his best oh, yeah. use, so really nice. Sorry, yeah. I was just busy thinking about, you know, <laughs> brand in particular in that scenario. So, you know. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Uh, sends us to so, Saint B plus. Oh, yep. B sorry. plus. Yeah, we should rate him. B plus. B plus. He stands everything you control. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning, that's an A, baby. I'm leaning towards, yeah, A. Maybe A minus since he does not have an intrigue icon. Uh, leaving him vulnerable to tears of the list, but he's, he's pretty good. If any house, any house besides Stark, he's an A. Hmm. Why? Because Stark is bad. Oh, very true. <laughs> Stark's not that bad. I like Stark is the worst house, but I don't think they're that bad. Hey, there's, there's a whole lot of time to improve, man. Yeah. yeah. So. Right. Well, I'm digging. All right. Uh, does well, that send it to me for the next card? Alrighty, that's gonna be Sansa Stark. She's a three cost unique. She is not loyal. She has intrigue and power icons and two strength. She enters play knelt and has the reaction after Sansa Stark stands, gain one power for your faction. Limit once per round. Ah, uh, that if she wasn't limit once per round. I love so much. Oh, I, I still love this card. It's a really it's good interesting effect. Like once per phase, even come on. Yeah. This this between between this and the Iron Throne, you're putting a counter on the game. You're saying, okay, better do something. Yeah, but like if she was if she was even twice, you just bannered or you tarred banner to this, and you use all their stand and uh, so on to like just keep standing her. That'd be so fun. That would yeah, that sure. would have been a really cool combo deck there. I mean. Uh, obviously, they wanted to keep that kind of thing in check right from the get-go, but hey, at least it's a really neat, like, Nedley nod to, you know, Sansa kind of, kind of finding the the ability to stand on her own and, and gaining some power in the deal. I like it, unless Rob stands there. She well, still gains power. Yeah. Yep. As long as someone or which Red, or Illyrio make her work on the first turn. Or Danny's yep. handmaiden. Like, there's, or Panda the King. Seal of the Hand, sorry. I mean, I, I guess with Sansa, like, it's kind of just one of those things. If you, if you can make sure to have control over your side of the board, then yeah, she's good. But she's definitely not going to save your ass. No, but she could win you a game. Like, she's functionally a renowned Maybe? for a challenge you don't have to win. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Kind of, I like, I like, I think she's my favorite start card, if not the best. Um, um I, don't I would guess a B. I think she's very good. The limit holds her down. Yeah, the limit. I like her a lot, but I think that's still a little high for me. I'd probably give her a C plus B minus, right in that range. Yeah, I. That's she's fragile. I was kind of leaning. I think that C plus. Mark. No good. Yeah. I was also leaning towards a C. Like, uh, I mean, she's interesting, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Games are going like six or seven plots anyway. Yeah, and, like, that's that a good point. If you get her out early, that like six power that they <laughs> can't steal. Yeah. Like, and there's only one real just direct way to kill her. 
it's outside of claim anyway. Like your opponent has to have foot to the sword or nothing else for burn. And I mean, you're Stark, so. Yeah. So, I don't know. I like her more than most teams. Alright. Daryl, you are Summer. I am Summer. Uh, so we've got Summer here. Uh, she is three gold, military icon, three strengths, a dire wolf, no attachments, while you control Bran Stark, he gains insight. My bad, I thought Summer was a girl this whole time. Reaction. <laughs> After Summer enters play, return a Stark character with printed strength two or lower from your discard or dead pile to oh. your hand. Hey, Daryl, why does, why does this say that it's not a girl? What? It says Bran Stark, he gains insight. Eh, I don't know. That's not I don't know about all. I mean, everything's reversed, I guess. It's like Bizarro World, because, like, Summer's supposed to be a girl. I don't know. It's crazy. (laughs) All right. It's like how there's guys named Ashley and Stacy. I mean, I don't talk shit to those guys. Why the hell is he loyal? Like, what a waste of Uh, loyalty. All the dire wolves are loyal, man. What are you talking about? Yeah, but this one doesn't need to be. Get thematic, son. I mean, yeah, they just wanted to to make it a Stark-centered deck if you want to play dire wolves, I assume. Yeah. It's so, the effect only affects Stark characters, so it doesn't seem super useful outside of Stark. Yeah. So that you can't play three copies of Brandon Stark out of your other deck and cycle them with this guy? <laughs> yes. Well, sort of Probably. cycle. Yes, cycle them once. I also don't love the insight on a one-strength power icon. Hey. Not, not phenomenal, but it's, you can still throw him in with other stuff to get the draw. There also could be another version of Bran in the future. Right. And he will still gain the insight. That's a good point. He probably won't be above, like, two strength, though, but. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, for, I mean, in a vacuum, that's, that's, I mean, that's still really good. Now, now they're giving you draw, and in case your opponent isn't gonna play an event, now you have the, the option to use this otherwise useless card. So. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It's good. It's like a nice direwolf. Summer is not intimidating though. No yeah, one's scared of the one called guy. Summer. All right. Okay. What kind of rating does Summer earn though? C. C. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. That's still. Where I'm sitting. Valid. Yeah, we all turn Spanish very quickly. C. 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 It even also makes it. sense if you know three of those C's are S I. Everyone disagrees. Jesus Christ, Will. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, moving on. Is that back to me? Yep. Uh, Direwolf Pup. By the way, all Direwolves are not loyal, because Direwolf Pup is not. They're bolted. <laughs> Military icon, one strength. No attack. too young to be loyal. Direwolf Pup gets plus one strength for each other Direwolf card you control. I How mean, does it have to be each other? Because they don't want it to scale to be super powerful. Um, having that one extra would make it super powerful. Like once you have like a six or seven strength iron up. Well, I mean, it would count itself right when it came into play. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it would be good if it, if it could count. I don't know. The, the old direwolf pup was a two for two, I think, and it wasn't that good. It was two for one. Was it two for one? The old one was? It was two strength for one cost. Yeah, one for two. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. It's, it's an okay card. Like it's, like it's, um, what is it, like warm rain fodder? That's what it is. Yeah. I there mean, you go. Like, and I guess your, your gray one can eat it. <laughs> there you go. And then yes. your, 
And then your Rob can stand all your guys. Synergy. <laughs> For whatever reason, eating uh, Grand Stark did not bother me, because I had to read those fucking Three-Eyed Crow chapters. But <laughs> eat, the Grey Wind eating the Dire Wolf upset me. <laughs> yeah, don't want to do wolf-on-wolf crime. Dude. Yeah, that's, that's rough. Oh. Come on now. I mean, I don't know the that I have much more to, to really say about the the pop. I'm probably willing to throw a rating at him. I'm not a huge fan. D plus. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go with a D. Uh, I really like Dire Wolves, and I hope there's a ton of Dire Wolf theme stuff to do. So I'm gonna give him a C. I'm gonna go D plus, and I'm gonna go out of my way to build a deck so that I can have Great Wind eat the Dire Wolf pups. Please do. <laughs> I hate you. You're cruel. Please totally happening. All right. Uh, you're up, Tommy. Yep, that is the Tumblestone Knight, and that's a two-cost military and power icon, House Holy Knight, and that is it. So you said that's a C. Can we just move on? Well, I do just want to say I like that he escaped almost unscathed from first edition. They flipped his name so that it's not Knight of the, Knight of the Tumblestone <laughs> anymore. Yeah, can I just say that that annoys me? Like, I wish... A Game of Thrones, or not a Game of Thrones. Yeah, a Game of Thrones was called, uh, what is it? Uh, Shadows and Lies or whatever. Like, I wish things that did the same thing had the oh. same name for my ease of, like, knowledge. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, oh, Shadows and Spiders? Shadows and Spiders, thank you. I could not get that for the life of me. But yeah, like, I wish if it did the same thing, I don't care if the numbers are different, it just had the same name. So that I wouldn't have to relearn everything. <laughs> yeah. See, that that bothers me less than the pictures being different cards entirely. Like that's for, tricky at a glance. For example, this next card is yeah, and I don't know. Fear of Winter taking that art and making it just a generic plot. Don't like that. Yep. It, like, but I mean, if they called Vanguard of the North Northern Cavalry Flank, like even though it's not exactly the same, I North, Northern Infantry, you mean? Yeah. Sure. I would immediately know what it does instead of Vanguard of the North, and I'm just like, wait, which one is that again? Well, it's the pretty good one. Here, how about I read it and I'll let you know. That oh. is, sorry, were we, sorry. uh, were we pretty well done, uh, rating Tumblestone yeah. Knight? Does anyone not want to give it a C? Mm-hmm. He's a dude. Cool. Alright. Vanguard of the North. Uh, four cost, four strength, military icon, not loyal, army, no attachments. While a player has a war plot revealed, Vanguard of the North does not kneel when declared as an attacker in a military challenge. Uh, I like it. Fairly. Yeah, yeah. If it had a second icon, then it would be pretty rocking. Just one icon, I'm not as sold. I'm not kneeling for one challenge. And Stark has a lot of damn monocons. And they're all military monocons, too. Well, most, but yeah. Well, well you've got monocons. those dire wolves. Skew it that way pretty hard. You've got a war plot that lets you do two military challenges, just FYI. Yeah. Now you can play two of them. And he's not loyal, so like you can stick him in Targ. Play him with Drogo. Or uh, Terrell and get this uh, ambush that lets you do a second challenge. Mm-hmm. There's yep. options. I just don't like it's solid. It's not Exciting. what I want it to be. It sounds almost like the definition of a C. Like. Yep. I'd actually say C minus. Uh, because it doesn't four. have a second icon. And four is expensive enough that I, like, don't necessarily want to build a deck around him. Like, he sort of demands that you do things to build around him, and at four with one icon, 
Your opponent is likely no going to be running at least one war plot, though. So chances are he's going to be turned on even when you're not trying to turn him on at some point. Do you really want to build around a four cost four strength monocon? I don't want to build around him, but I, I think it's a little extra French vanilla. Yeah, he's okay. Like if we get siege, I'll reevaluate him. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> Maybe you know. <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to give him a C plus. I mean, not kneeling to attack, turns out, can be pretty good. With deadly. Wait, what? Yep. What? <laughs> I missed deadly. You know. Um, Make an agenda. It gives all your guys deadly. Guess I'll give him a C. I don't know. I don't really, don't really have a super strong opinion on Vanguard of the North. I haven't gotten to play one yet. <laughs> all right. Next one? Yep. Is it my turn? Yep. Yeah, Daryl. Alright. Well, I guess we saved best for last. Uh, Winterfell Steward, one gold, power icon, one strength, ally steward, marshalling action, Neil Winterfell Steward to reduce the cost of the next Stark character. You marshal this phase by one. He's hey, not loyal. These are the new refugees. I'm gonna put it out there right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even kidding. These guys are totally the new refugees. They're going to be well, everywhere. They're in every deck ever. Yeah, forever. Just because they're Absolutely. So I mean, right now, econ's so important, too. I mean, yeah, you're going to see them everywhere. Yeah. I love Even for just claim so, yeah. No, you chump channels with them, and they're, like, their only power icon is, like, Robert Brazian, and they're like, well, shit. I guess that's unopposed. Because you don't want to kneel something real for that little chump. Everything else is so expensive. Yep. The hilarious thing is that's how much of the game has changed since first edition, where there were a couple of these exact type of guys available, one for Stark and one for Targ. Yeah, that uh, people thought I was crazy for playing in first deck. My Gen Con deck runs three of the dragon, the Thraki one. No, because why would you want to use those when you could use True Queen's Harbinger or whatever that was the same thing for zero cost? No, yeah, that's what I read, the zero cost one. Yeah, no, I meant that the one-cost ones exist. Is a one-cost one, too? Yeah. Illyria's yeah. Man. They're I mean, even named it. I mean, this... Oh. Yeah. This, I, so, that was a I mean, this is why... Um, th- I mean, this is why we kind of do what we do, and this is why card games are interesting, and uh, playing a living card game, right, is that, uh, you know, a card a card's value will change depending at what point in time we are in the game's life and, like, how the restricted list looks and things like that. So, like, right now, everyone's like, oh, man, this card's great. This card's so good because I don't ever have any gold to play all my seven cost guys in my hand, right? I don't think uh, down the good. road it could be worthless if the game uh, evolves to a point where there's more income. But right now, yeah, it's money. It's going to be in every deck. I don't want them for the income. I like them for setup and as a cheap chug. Hey, I can pay one for my boat. So oh. helps there. I think he's an A minus. I think they're all A minuses. I think that seems pretty fair. Yep. I'm on board. Yeah, I'll give him a D. That's great. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ascension in the ranks. I like it. <laughs> what happens on the next one, then? That I mean, I, I'm going to put him in my deck. That doesn't mean I'm happy about it. So to me, um, we've got an attachment. We're done with characters. It is ice. It's loyal. Valerian steel weapon. Snark character only. Attached character gets plus two strength, which in second edition is way better than first. After you win a military challenge in which the attached character is participating, sacrifice ice to choose and kill 
a character controlled by the losing opponent. Um, yeah, that's the most powerful start card, period. Too bad it gets owned by one of the not most powerful Lannister cards. Yes. And I disagree that that's not one of the most powerful Lannister cards, but we'll get there. Well, just because they have Tyrion, who's our example of A, right? Yeah. I just... God, what a great card. Like, there's not a lot of target kill, and this is one you're going to get off with all those military monocoms. Oh, yeah. And it even helps make it easier to trigger a put to the sword if you're going that route. And, all, and it happens before claim. Yep. Mm, yeah. I would have really liked it to give a military icon. Then you could put it on your brand, and you're swinging in with your brand. <laughs> Man. And three straight head gets angry. <laughs> you know Taking up ice. You know why he the military icon, right? Yeah, I know. That's why I said I wish I wish it gave a military icon. You know why he doesn't want one? Because uh, he's a bitch? No, he doesn't have any leg strength to swing a sword. Oh, <laughs> Ouch. Spoiler alert. Hey, he can spoil Yeah, I mean, this is really good, right? Target removal right now is money. Uh, there, I think, I feel like it's balanced enough. There's plenty of stuff that, uh, that can deal with it. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of ways to defend against it, yet it is a very potent effect. So I, I dig. In a start, that comes forward running free. Well, speaking of ways to, to deal with it and how many you run and stuff, like, how long do you wait to, do you just trigger this immediately in the first challenge you can so that your opponent doesn't confiscate it next round? And I would. I mean, I'm running three. That's, so pop it I mean, that's it what I'm leaning towards. Yeah. If my opponent is blowing confiscation on this, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> I mean, let's not forget now that we can set up our uh, attachments and things like that. Like, uh, the character leaves play, like, it doesn't have terminal, so it's going to come back to your hand. I mean, there's a lot more value on attachments this time around, too. So I, I think that this card is really good. So It's plus two strength. Yeah, I think it's an eight card. I, I definitely love close. it a lot less than you guys do, I think. But uh, Go ahead. What were you saying, Will? Oh, I was just going to say, I, I think I would go with B in the end for it. Still needs a body. You still need to get the challenge through and win it. So... And you're sacrificing it. Yeah, and it's Which, not an inconsiderable cost on its own. Right, and you're not taking advantage of what is making attachments playable, you know? Right. Because you're throwing it away, so I don't know. I'll, I'll I mean, probably say C-plus on let's, my end. Let's say you stick it on somebody that, like, you don't especially care about it on, on setup. You stick it on, like, I don't know, the Knight of the Tumblestone, and Knight of the Tumblestone dies. The attachment itself isn't terminal. It's going to bounce back to hand. Right. Yep. Something else. Yep. That's true. There's just very few things in the game right now that can kill, like, I'm just, like, Tywin. There's, so, yeah, I like it a lot. I like it as well. Alright. But it's still an attachment, so it gets a B. <laughs> Attachments <laughs> are good now. I know, that's why it got a B, man. Alright. <laughs> Alright, so that puts us on Gates of Winterfell. It's a two-cost, uh, non-loyal location with the North and Winterfell traits. Challenges action. Kneel Gates of Winterfell to reveal the top card of your deck. If it mm. is a start card, draw it. Otherwise, Hell it's yeah. face down to the top of your deck. Um, uh, so, it scales up, but right now I don't love it because start cards suck. <laughs> Dude, I love, I love this card. 
there's something about just the the mechanic of just revealing the top card of your deck and like setting it on top of your deck that I just find really satisfying. I don't know what it is about that, but I just think that's really fun. So whenever I just like mashed like a targ and stark like the starters together and I pulled this card, like I knew it was gonna be shit for me. But I really like doing that move, so I mean it's just money. It makes you feel good. It works sometimes and that's great. I mean fealty. As soon as as soon as Stark fealty is really reasonable, Gates is gonna be real good. Yep. I would I wish it was just in the rules that I could just at any time reveal the top card of my deck. <laughs> I just wanna be able to do it. I want an excuse to do it. Win worlds, make an agenda. Yep, you, you know what? Each play with I mean, the top card. Didn't they up. have cards like that? Yeah, play with the top card of your deck. I felt like Martell had something yeah. like that. Yeah, you know, no, annoying, I think. yeah, that's what we need, though. It need, that needs to come back. I love it. All right, so Gates of Winterfell is a C-plus now, but it'll be way higher later. Oh, five out of five, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's that sounds fairly reasonable to me as well. The, the C plus for now with the, the nod that, oh yeah, it's, it's going to be an A once, uh, once Stark fealty is possible. I just yep. said five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Daryl. So that means A, right? Yeah. So Will, you're going to write down a timestamp to edit yeah, you that. You have to edit that out. That's, oh no, that no. is awful. No, that, that's, that stays. <laughs> but we were reading from the list. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. All right. Yeah, it gets an A. There you give go. it an A. So let's wolf split it. Uh, that's me on the wolf's wood, isn't it? Yep. One cost location. It's unique and has the north trait. It's not loyal. And each dire wolf card in your hand gains ambush X. X is that card's printed cost. Uh, it did get me once in the Kingslayer, but I don't know if I'm sold on it as a whole. Um, and I think what it keeps coming down to for me is the lack of icon diversity on the dire wolves. Like, I'm only surprising them with another military icon. Maybe I can win that challenge when I couldn't earlier or not. Or probably more likely they're gonna be claim. Yeah. I don't I like I like it. Yeah. it sucks. I agree. No, I completely agree. I can't wait till they finally print uh uh whenever Grey Wind is attached to Rob's head and that, that dire wolf has an entry guy. You can just ambush that guy into play. I love it. Boogity boogity boogity. Oh boy. Um so it's a D? Maybe a D minus? I, I think it's, I think it's a D. Yeah. This is the closest we've had to an F card. Dude, I love direwolves. C, baby. They don't even see it coming. Uh, what's I the name like of the it. event? Uh, like one ring. We just said it, yeah. They don't even see it coming. And then you pop your little direwolf pop in the plane, you go, boom, bitch! I mean, you're gonna save three gold at that point, and they're gonna be like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe he's, he's about crazy to enough to try this completely inefficient. Ah, it'll be fine. Just play the goddamn direwolf at that point. Ambushing for claim suck, man. They didn't even know it was coming. There you go. Yeah. They thought they were going to get you. And then they, stand, stand everything. They thought wrong. Stand right. everything. Rob, you're good. All right. Uh, Daryl, you get the best card ever. Oh, hell yeah. Here we go. 
it is Heart Tree Grove. It is zero gold location. Old Gods Winterfell Limited Marshalling Action Neil Heart Tree Grove to reduce the cost of the next Stark card. You marshal this phase by one. I mean, it's it's pretty okay, but not. <clears throat> I mean, we pretty well used these as our example earlier, tentatively in in the D slot, thanks to Aaron. I'm not sure I agree with them being D. I would probably say C, but uh, I think I got outvoted mm-hmm. on that one. So there was this uh, going back to first edition because hey, that's that's my theme today. Um, there was this card. I don't know if anybody else remembers here. Nope. Uh, it was called Palace Fountain from Martell that did this same thing, right? And everybody else's card didn't do that, right? Everybody else's zero cost, or no, nobody else had a zero cost one like that. They all had the fiefdoms back then. But we have found that locations like this that can not only work on characters, but they work on other locations and they work on attachments. Uh, and I'm assuming, yeah, if you have a marshalling action uh, uh, event, right, you could use that on there. So if it was a Stark one. Yeah. So Maybe they'll have I mean, some in the future. There's none right, right there's now. Be, right. It's, it's not interesting uh, at the moment, but, uh, I mean, there's going to be longevity there. I'm not saying that something like this should just be a automatic you know it's awesome but it's going to be in every deck right now and that's just the way it is yep great hey, hey what's in every deck uh heart tree grove heart tree grove oh, i yeah. totally disagree so it's in the lannister decks uh it's in the Greyjoy decks just put them in there doesn't matter no, i'm not running any of them <laughs> it's like i'm not running the zero cost reducer out of any house can you, you play have- characters can you play things discuss that your deck is illegal are you yes, over there playing netrunner or something are you playing game of thrones <laughs> but yeah, I, do, I run the neutral ones. I think they're more efficient and better cards. Mm, I mean, I, I, I mean, I can see where you're coming from, uh, but I, I still think that this is plenty good. Are we still giving it a D, or did Daryl talk you guys up? Dude, nope. I'm giving it a solid C of approval. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had already said my personal ranking would push it to a C. I mean, I mean, this is something that you need, uh, unless you're Aaron Glazer, who is just God mode over here, <laughs> not doing it, playing King's Road or whatever. All right, All right. me for the North. Um, play only during a military challenge. Sorry, Stark events, zero cost, non-neutral. Play only during a military challenge. Choose a participating start character until the end of the challenge. That character gets plus two strength. If you win this challenge, draw one card. Hey, remember how I said, uh, there were no F cards? I think I just changed my mind. To an F? I don't know about that. Like, even in the core, when would you run this? Like, what are you running this over? Even in the core. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, maybe this isn't necessarily just for the, like, I feel like this is one of those core set cards that, like, gives you gives a player an idea, like, hey, this is gonna, you know, help build into this theme, like, Stark's really good at military, do this thing, and then down the road we're gonna see that, like, Stark has all these you know, pretty good characters with intrigue and power icons, but they don't have military icons, and they kind of build this, like, 
military light-ish deck, and now all of a sudden this card becomes pretty decent. You can only play it during a military challenge. Yeah, I know. Oh. We push over, yeah. over the challenges. I don't know. I guess it's just. A, I mean, it's it's all right. <laughs> it's a cantrip. Not great. It's just not a great cantrip effect. Yeah, like, I would like. I would like uh, even like plus one strength and like something like renown or something. A little, a little something extra on there would be nice. If it had the emblems and variants trait, I would like it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, your event slots, especially in the no true reset environment, you're using it on powerful removal effects. You're not using it on junk like this. Even though it's zero cost and it replaces itself, which is great. I mean, it, it, I could see playing it if it was any challenge, plus two. Sure. The fact that it's military and it's in Stark, get out of here. Yeah. I really like Put to the Torch, and I'm not running Put to the Torch. Then right. I guess that's one of the justifications you can look at it, right? So if you're, if you're playing a heavy military challenge deck and you're using both Put to the Torch and Put to the Sword, you're ability to pump up and win by five could be aided by this. Do you really want to I, carry those three events in hand and hope for the best? No, I don't. But I'm just saying it's a best-case scenario, in my opinion. That is the best case. I don't know. You guys, I think, have convinced me the fact that it can only be used in the military challenge sucks. Yeah. So I'm putting that down under our F category. <laughs> just so you know. Uh, I'm, I'm tempted to. I'm really tempted to. It's probably a D minus just because it replaces itself, but I mean, turns out uh, making card games, you gotta have some bad cards to have some good cards. <laughs> so remind me to make fun of JC Wama because he totally gave it a four out of five. No one else is gonna make fun of James with me. I'm very disappointed with you all. <laughs> Sorry. He, he, so that means that he rated it the same as he did like Warm Rain. Okay, now I'll make fun of him. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. Like Warm Rain as well. Moving on. Whose turn is it? Wait, did uh, everyone else rate that? D minus. Yeah, yeah. I'm with Tommy on that one. I don't remember what I gave it, but stick uh, with that forever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Give it a D. We'll give it a D. Plus two strength is always decent, right? Wait a sec. Wait a sec. Let me read this again. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. It is till the end of the challenge. I was going to say, like, yeah. till the end of the phase. Okay. We got, like, guys that stand. Now we're talking. No. <laughs> no. Womp womp. No. Stop finding the bad. Stop this bad, bad card. <laughs> Whose turn is it? Tommy. It's me. And it's like warm rain. And it is a one cost Stark event with the reaction, after you lose an Intrigue Challenge as the defending player, kneel a direwolf character to choose and kill an attacking character. Max one per challenge. I feel like we all know this, but let's say it, because we've got new listeners, that is before claim now. Yes. Which ups the value of this considerably, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, however, most of the direwolves aren't that great. Yeah. But in the course of that environment, you're probably running them anyway. Yeah. Ugh. And you just you straight up kill the the attacking character. I mean, there's some characters you're really going going to want to knock out when they're attacking. Your Tyrions, Absolutely. your Tywins, your Cersei's, uh your Queen of Thorns and such. Like I think the the targets are high enough value that uh 
it makes me like like warm rain quite a bit. Well, and even if they say you have no intrigues on the board, right? And so they chump challenge you with some less than optimal target. You're still able to, assuming that you're going second, right? You just wax that guy. And then you, when you swing back with your military claim and your kill events because you're Stark, then you're wiping their board. Because you've eaten their claim soak. Right. In Raywin's case, literally. Yep. I mean, it's a great rebuttal for something that you guys have been, uh, pretty vocal about, and that is the lack of intrigue out of Stark, right? So, uh, it could be a nice, sobering card <laughs> to play against your opponent. I think it's a C plus for now, but if direwolves are ever actually good, it'll go up. Every direwolf that they print that's not an F card makes this better. Yes. Yeah. I'd give it like a C plus moment. Still pretty good, but I like it. I mean, it's murder. I like getting my murder on. (laughs) Oh. It removes shit. Don't dig in Daryl's backyard. Right, (laughs) don't you? You come creeping over. Wow. I just don't get, I just don't get JC Wall. Will, next card? Alright, next card sends us to Winter is Coming. It is loyal, one cost event. Play only during a challenge. Well, that's good. Because action, until the end of the challenge, raise the claim value on your revealed plot card by one. Maximum of one per challenge. Uh, Oh, yeah. Phenomenal right now. Oh, yeah. And look, they named it the same fucking thing. It's still good. They did. They put a different different on it again. (laughs) Yeah. Change the art. It's got the same name. If you say winter is coming, I'm not like, gee, what does that do? Which edition are we talking about? I know. (sighs) So simple. So... Um, I like this card a lot for power challenges. Like, I think that 5-11-2 plot, anyone know the name? Um, sneak Attack. Sneak Attack. I think Sneak yeah. Attack with this on a power challenge with, like, some renowned dudes, say, Eddard and Rob, and, like, you're going to get a lot of power fast. You can just close games, and it's not mm. worth Oh, wait, it is loyal. Damn it. Yeah, this is, I guess this is, I think, the single biggest reason, along with Rob, to make Stark the main house. It's great in any challenge. I mean, come on. Yep. Yeah. Upping your claim is always good. So, oh, I it's any other thoughts? Sorry. I don't think it's quite as good as Tyrion, so A minus? Uh, I'll give it a B plus. Um, boy, that one's tough for me. I think it's pretty strong. Value's probably going to go down a little over time. Yeah, much over time. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna put it at a B, I think. Hmm. I'm gonna put it as a B also. Cause hands judgment, very real. I mean, like warm rain, doesn't matter, but this one, I gotta think about hands judgment. <laughs> I mean, you know what I, I think that, my favorite thing about 2.0 is how much the game is about bluffing right now. Like, I don't usually run hands judgment, but I bluff that hands judgment all the time. I save two gold. Overcommit on military, like all sorts. Like, and sometimes I do have the card, but sure. bluffing is with the smaller card pool so much bigger than it was in one point of. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a a good twist on things. You know, um, in general, being able to bluff those events is is good. In the past, that's kind of been some of the plot game, and and plots feel kind of restrictive right now without 
going too far into those until we review them, but uh, it, it's good to have that feel. Yep. Guess what? What? Nope. We're done with Stark. We are... Props and slops. I have a slop I want to start us off with, and that is going to be to us. We had a yep. glorious plan starting this episode where we were going to do two episodes, or sorry, two factions an episode, and really motor through uh, the core set. Unfortunately, that did not happen. Turns out, talking about 20 cards uh, in an episode is, hey, basically the same size as a chapter pack. Oh, wait, exactly the same. And it takes us about as long, even when we're trying to hurry. So, uh, unfortunately, only Stark made it in this week. We're going to try to buckle down and see if we can get two in in the future, uh, but we'll see. Next we'll week, see. wait, how about this? Next week, we're definitely doing Lannister. That's yes. For the second house, why don't you guys tell us what you'd like to see in the comments? What other house you'd like to see? What other, whatever other house gets most votes, we'll do with Lannister as best we can. Sounds great. Yeah. Good thing going with just the props and slops. Uh, I have a prop. My, do people really just turn off props and slops? I always just not assumed really. it, but I wasn't sure. I mean, it's a couple not people, people I think do, but most listen. I think. <laughs> They're like, uh, oh, props and slops, turn it off. Okay, yeah. so a couple listen. No, yeah. I, mean, I feel like we, we had a contest in the past that was after props and slops. Anyways, uh, I have a prop. Uh, that is to my friend. And colleague, who's not really my colleague, uh, Josh Staten, Staten, whatever you want to say it. I mean, it's a prop and a slot. Uh, I'm just going to plug his his Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Staten70, just because uh, we we got on there and we played a little bit and it was really fun. So uh, from time to time, I will be on there because uh, that's the only way that me and Josh can play is over through Octagon. And uh, I like to just... Bullshit. I mean, if you want to see Good Thrones play, that is not what you're saying. I think we forgot <laughs> whose turn it was like 20 times. Wow. It was it was almost comical. I mean, actually, there were some people that were laughing. Uh, it was that bad, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty fun. Um, Josh is a smart guy. He he runs a pretty good stream, and uh, he's a good player. And I just like to talk a lot, so it's uh, it's a nice mix. And I'll beat him like one out of four times, which is pretty great. It took like an hour and a half, but I did. I want to slop so. you are thinking Chicago casserole in any way compares to New York pizza. <laughs> Chicago casserole. <laughs> we have already had a talk about this, Aaron. We agree they're different foods. We're Steve. not talking about this on the cast. It is agreed <laughs> on the cast. All right? <laughs> Talk about it on the cast. We, we are done. With yeah, I really like Mexican pizza. I think that's better than New York and Chicago. Just go to Taco Bell. It's like a dollar fifty. Really good. Daryl likes diarrhea. <laughs> I haven't eaten one of those in years. I'm lying. Do they even still sell them? I have no idea. Yeah, they do. It's on the menu. It sounds a bit offensive. <laughs> All right. I don't think that that is a traditional <laughs> Mexican dish. Just saying. Oh, my. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong, am I? Come on. 
Are you ever wrong? No. Never. Gaston Gray never happened. Oh, man. <laughs> this is the only version of Game of Thrones I know. I don't know what you guys are talking about. There we go. All of the above. Okay, so actual props and slops. Here we go. I've got another one I'm going to throw out there. This one is actually a prop, though. And that is going to be to um, Broadchurch. Uh, that That's the uh, David Tennant uh, detective uh, BBC mystery that uh, came out a couple of years ago. Um, dark, moody kind of show and setting modern day. I really dug it. Uh, really, really walks you through. Uh, a lot of the kind of just pain and, and loss that a lot of these characters are feeling. Uh, and it's, it's fascinating watching this small town kind of dissolve in the wake of this death and trying to figure out who actually did it. Uh, it, it surprised me. The killer in the end was definitely, uh, not who I thought it was. So, uh, check it out. It's like eight episodes long. So. That's actually a little long for your average BBC show, but I dig it. Well, we're on David Tennant. I'm going to prop that Doctor Who season 8 is on Netflix. Yeah. I'll have to catch up and watch that now. Yeah. I don't like this Doctor Who episode. So awesome. So I'll throw a prop out there. My wife bought into uh, a game, a pretty new game called Force of Will while we were at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. And the mechanics for that game are phenomenal. So if you've been looking for some side action from Game of Thrones play, it's a pretty fun game. Check it out. It actually has some. So I'm in. Is there an octagon plug-in by any chance? I do not know that yet. We've um, got a bunch of stuff I, while we were at Gen Con, and we've been fooling around with that, and it's just been really fun. Yeah, going in uh, with the games you picked up at Gen Con, Props, uh, I can absolutely, uh, 100% prop bad beats. Oh, I have that. Uh, it's cool. Oh, it's so good. And actually, cool. as a, as, as just a two for one, I'll give you a two for, uh, Spy Alley, which was, uh, a super fun game that, uh, Bruno, uh, got me to pick up. And, uh, I brought it to a, a friend's house the other night and it was a blast with, uh, even if you're not a big gamer, or anything like that. It's really fun. So Bad Beats and Spy Alley, super, super fun games. Very simple, and there's they're they're perfect micro games. Really good. Two more games I want to prop. I want to prop Navi, which is a collaborative game where you like team up. And it's just got phenomenal uh, mechanics, and it won the uh, that big prestigious German Game of the Year award a couple of years back. But it's a fantastic game. It's like ten bucks on Amazon. Absolutely worth the buy. And I just started playing Samurai on the iPad, and it's like six bucks. <clears throat> Great tutorial, real easy to pick up. Hard game, but super fun. Cool. Anything else? Because I got one more. Keep rolling, man. I think I'm I, good. I slopped like a year ago with the Dutch for not drinking enough when I was in London. Uh, I was reminded by Donovan, our style champ, and the Dutch... Renfo Menno drank like monsters at Gen Con, so I was told that I should prop them. And just for generally being awesome guys, great all weekend, so I want to prop the Dutch. Way to go. Props for drinking is always 
Awesome. <laughs> we should prop Kyle for that, too, since he almost died. That can be a prop and a slot. Only if you had to share a room with him. Testify, Will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. And thus... Thus ends a fantastic episode of the White Book Podcast. Right? You guys still say Danger Zone? Thus, thus closes another chapter of the White Book. Oh. <laughs> that's what I said, too. When Pete told me that, I was like, wow, that's, that's solemn. I was really hoping we were going to get a fine episode. <laughs> it's just not the no. same. No.